So let's be in a spirit of prayer together. God, enter into our hearts this day, into our minds, into our souls, into our lives. That in the preaching of the word and in the hearing of the word, that in the quiet and in the sounds, you might come to us, that we might encounter you, and in that connection be transformed, be taught, uh, be lifted up if that's what we need, be brought a bit low if that's what we need. But God, help um, our worship this day um, change us for the good and for the world. Amen. From that text that Anna read, and Jesus said, the greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. And from an old poem by Arthur McPhee, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are read by more than a few, but the one that is most read and commented on is the Gospel according to you. For you are writing a gospel, a chapter each day, by the things that you do and the words that you say. Folks read what you write, whether faithless or true. So say, what is the gospel according to you? Those poetic and simple words were first shared with me 40 years ago this month. They were printed on a plastic laminated card, just the right size to fit into my pocket, and were given to me by a man named Gordon. He was the director of the church summer camp I attended as a teen, and this week he passed away after having shaped the lives of thousands of folks through his 50-year ministry, his outdoor ministry. One interesting thing to note about him is that I never heard Gordon preach a sermon or give a lecture, or lead a Bible study. He was not a puffed-up preacher. He was not ordained. And yet I learned more about Christian service and Christian humility from him than any other person in my life. He didn't just talk the talk of faith. He walked the walk. So in him and through him, I met Jesus in a way for the very first time. So although he was the director of the camp, the big cheese, the head honcho, Gordon would always stand side by side with brand new campers like me and show us just how to set the dining room tables, silverware and plate and napkin all lined up. Gordon taught me how to rewire a lamp and how to use a chainsaw. If a dilapidated car pulled into the driveway of camp filled with a lost traveler or a struggling family, he would always stop to give them directions and a full tank of gas and then quietly slip them a $20 bill with grace and a smile, no questions asked. He had time and he made time for everyone, for homesick kids and hovering parents, the woman who drove the delivery truck, 
and the biggest and most generous donor at camp. He was the most humble person, humble Christian I ever knew. Gordon never ever said that about himself, of course, but that's how such saints are, right? Servants among us. The person who's always the last to leave church because they are the one putting away the chairs and tables and cleaning up the kitchen and locking the doors. The ones who patiently coach our kids in baseball and serve us a cup of hot coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. The ones who take care of our aging parents with compassion and kindness. The folks who volunteer for town committees or the fire department the ones who knit blankets for orphan infants and always remember our birthday with a thoughtful card, the ones we always call first for help if we want to get anything done with a minimum of words and a maximum of action. So my first question today is, who is your humble saint? Can you picture them? Who is your Gordon? The one you recall when I say that word, humility. Humility. Today in our Summer of Why worship series, we ask a simple question. Why is true humility so rare in our world? Humility, the godly and human virtue of being humble, modest, thinking less of oneself and more of the needs of others. Humility is a human trait we know on sight, and almost always it's not by words, but by behavior. Humility, if you have to say you are humble you are probably not very humble. I'm the most humble guy ever. Humility, that's from the Greek root hummus, meaning earth, meaning down to earth. Humility. There's a joke told in Alcoholics Anonymous about a newly sober man who sits with his sponsor over a cup of coffee. After that humble teacher shares some of his experience, strength, and hope, the still self-centered newbie quickly interrupts and says, but enough about you, what about me? Humility. It always listens more and talks less. It serves more, seeks to be served less. It cares little for titles or applause, is not arrogant or boastful. Friends, for the most part, Jesus was a very patient and understanding teacher, but if there was one human sin which absolutely drove him crazy, it was the arrogance of the religious and public leaders in his world who used the trappings and authority of their public office to lord it over others, especially the poor and the forgotten and the orphan and the widow and the powerless. As we heard in today's gospel story, Jesus, he kind of blows a gasket. He goes off on those preening peacocks. In this case, the Pharisees, the sect of Judaism known for being upright sticklers when it came to faith, do not say as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear. They lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. They love to have the best place of honor at banquets, the best seat in the house, 
to be greeted with respect in the marketplace, to have people call them rabbi. Funny, you know, if humility is easily recognized, so is hubris. Hubris. Puffed up human self-importance. I think one of the reasons humility is so rare is that humility is kind of always out of fashion. Lost in a world of curated and oh-so-wonderful Facebook lives. Lost in over-the-top celebrations by athletes on the playing field. Lost to politicians who push their way to the front of the line to always grab the microphone and to say, blah, 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 blah. And I think it has always been so. Pride is a classic when it comes to sin. But humility is about being right-sized, right-sized before our God in our relationships and how we carry ourselves in public and private and in all ways. Humility does not mean we demean ourselves or diminish ourselves or dismiss ourselves. That's humility gone amok. Humility is never about humiliation. And to me, humility is the greatest of faith virtues, along with gratitude. Godly humility, knowing that God is God and that we are human, and thus we know where we stand in the world. So this day I thank Gordon for his example. And I thank the humble saints among us who serve us with grace and care and action. To be humble. God knows our world needs this. God knows I need it. We all do. Let all God's people say, Amen. Our hymn of reflection is number 319 in the red hymnal, Just As I Am Without One Plea.